Welcome back to another episode of What Would Orson Drink, the podcast where three best friends for life get together, watch a movie, drink some alcohol, and tell you our inebriated thoughts on both. I'm Joel. I'm Kelsey. Um, I'd like to make the disclaimer that uh, we've switched out of recording in Joel's bedroom to just recording uh, in the living room where we watch the movies. And right before this, uh, one of our group uh, turned the dishwasher on. So you'll hear that in the back. And his name is... I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work. My name is Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Old Biaz will bub himself over there. Yeah. Nah. I was going to explain where the quote came from. It's not worth it. Is it Preacher? No, it's not oh, Preacher. never mind. Is it Neil Gaiman thing? It's not Neil Gaiman. Uh, is it Snoop Dogg? It's not Snoop Dogg. Is it, is it from Slum a comic? Dog Millionaire? It's not from a comic. It's not All from right, Snoop Dogg Millionaire either. Mm, is, is it, it from a rap? Is it Marley no, and it's Me? It's not from rap. Oh. <laughs> well, then I don't know what this is from. I thought it was a quote from Marley and Me for sure. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> <laughs> so this week was my week. Um... And uh, we're going to be drinking something that, like, I'm not a big fan of on its own, but I like as a component. So we're going to be having vodka, which is our, if, unless Everclear counts, it's our first clear liquor. Everclear um, counts. All right, our second clear liquor, our first, like, non-horrible clear liquor. Um, we're going to be drinking Dripping Springs Texas Orange Vodka. Um, it's... Uh, both distilled and bottled um, in Dripping Springs, Texas. Uh, they add oranges into the liquor with, like, the, I guess, corn or whatever they use to make the vodka base. So it's still a clear liquor. Um, and it's pretty tasty. I had it at their distillery a while back. And um, I've been wanting to try making uh, Moscow mules with these guys um, because I love ginger beer and I love like Mexican mules. And I was like, oh, what if we made like an orange one with this orange vodka? Um, And because it's vodka and it's a cocktail and because Moscow is a place in Russia, we're going to be watching a Bond movie. Does this Bond movie take place in Russia? No. Why are we drinking uh, gin martinis? That's a real question. Or, <laughs> it, or if not gin martinis, why aren't we watching the Bond movie that takes place in Russia from Russia with Love? Because I wanted you guys to see the uh, much less famous Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun, which stars Christopher Lee as okay. the Bond villain for my favorite and silliest Bond ever, Roger Moore. This is not very thematically appropriate to the alcohol. You know Wait, have we, we probably have all seen From Russia with Love, actually. I've not. seen it. Oh, I really? Seen it. From Russia with Love. Oh, it's I beautifully shot. I've only seen the Daniel Craig Bonds and Dr. No. Well, oh, okay. Well, so this will be your intro to the silliness, which is the Roger Moore era Bond movies. Um, I'm really sad that neither of you have seen Live and Let Die because there's a character in this movie, um, a Louisiana die. sheriff who appeared in Live and Let Die and was apparently so popular that they put him in this movie like three movies later. Um, and it's a ridiculous movie. Is he played by Slim Pickens? No, he's not. <laughs> okay. I, I think you're wrong. I think he's played by Slim Pickens. All right, yeah, he's played by Slim Pickens. I knew it. But uh, so we're going to try. We've got some of this Joel. straight to have. It smells amazing. It just smells like oranges, and it's awesome. And then we're also going to have a drink of these uh, Moscow mules that I made for us a second ago. So, Joel, if you want to start. Oh, you know that I'll straight. start. You All always right. start. Don't do the entire shot. Time to do a little sippity sip right now. Yep, smell it. Smells very orange. Smells like orange soda, Fanta, kind of. 
Wanna Fanta? Don't you wanna wanna Fanta? It's not as sweet as I thought it was gonna be. No, it's not very sweet. So like, like at all. Most of the things that like are made with orange that are sweet are like added later. Like there, when I was at, at Specs buying this, there's all these flavored vodkas that were like dyed different colors, and this is the only clear mm-hmm. one. And when I went to the distillery, they said that because they put it in early, not you get the sugar kind of um, uh, f- what is ferments it? Ferments off. Yeah, the sugar ferments off, so you just get like the citrusy taste. I'll definitely say it felt kind of like. You know, cucumber it water. so good. It kind of felt like vodka orange water. Don't say you know, that. Like I been hate steeped in water. The oranges have been steeped in the vodka. You'll understand when you try it. It's good. It's, it's like it's like the orange zest or orange. Well, no, I'm getting. It's like when you bite into an orange and it's like not a sweet orange. It's like a little bit of a sour orange, but it still has that nice juiciness there. I like this more now than I did the first time I drank this. I have a question. Yeah. Would the Russian characters from Vampire Academy drink this vodka? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, the ones from Vampire Academy were fruity enough that they definitely. They probably. Would. They probably well, would Kelsey, drink that. Kelsey, that is incredibly insensitive. Have you ever had whip whipped cream flavored vodka? I have had that vodka sounds really like gross. once. It was really gross, but that's what I imagine the Vampire Academy kids drinking. It smells good. Yeah. Right. It smells. Yeah. It smells like Fanta orange. Really. I feel like it just smells like a normal like. Fresh picked orange. Yeah, it tastes like orange. Yeah, it's not, it's not as sweet, right? It feels like it's been steeped in oranges. It's like cucumber water. It tastes like cucumbers, but also yeah. like I disagree. Water. I don't think it tastes like cucumber water, but He's I not do saying like it. it tastes like cucumber. No, water. no, no, no. Well, I'm not saying. I'm yeah. just saying, saying it tastes like, like the vodka absorbed the yeah. orange taste the same way like cucumber they water. Orange yeah, water. that makes sense. Um, did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I think right. I'll like it better once it's in a in a in a drink in a genius. You know right. I'm gonna try these mules. Um, right. I mixed them without testing them. This is from a recipe from the internet. We're not drinking them in copper cups. I'm sorry. That's really good. I'm a big fan of this. It's tasty. Yeah, I like it. It's not too sweet, which is really nice. It doesn't hit you over the head it's with sub- like. It's subdued. I was talking into my drink for a second <laughs> instead of my microphone. <laughs> It's subdued. You don't taste alcohol, really, with it. I do in mine, but I think I accidentally made mine a little strong. And that's scary. Yeah. Well, the orange of the vodka complements the ginger really well. Um, The recipe I had said to add lime juice, and I think for the next time I'm not going to add the lime because this vodka is already... Pretty citrusy. Citrusy and sour. I think I'm just going to try it with the ginger beer and see what that's like. In mine, it feels like the lime's kind of overwhelming the orange. I, yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. If you heard the cat, that was the cat. When we come back later, we'll have tried some where we didn't use lime, and hopefully. I feel like this recipe was meant for something that's like a really orange, like, flavor added later vodka, not like this, where it's like kind of subtle. This is really good. I'm a big fan of this. Okay. Nice. What about you, Drill? You fan? I like it. I think I'll be able to drink it. <laughs> so, Good. I don't think there's a thing you won't be able to drink. I don't well, know. We didn't finish gin. the gin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, aside from gin, which was your fault, so well, it's my I fault. Hey, I gave it. You. I gave it my darndest. I think you we did. all did, honestly. Um, I mean, speaking yeah. of uh, you giving things your darndest, uh, do you hear that off in the distance? Yeah, it sounds like a frustrated librarian screaming as she rips apart a phone book. Are you sure it's not just the dishwasher? Could be the dishwasher. I'm Both of them sure sound not the very similar, but um, <laughs> once you've heard a frustrated librarian scream, 
you you don't forget it. Like how, frustrated how? Like sexually frustrated? She's frustrated that she's got to rip up this phone book. It was delivered at her house. She gets she, all all the numbers she needs Does are she online. Hate phone books? Well, it's just a waste of paper. Phone books killed her dad. Phone books and that also happened. Yeah. Well, and her uncle, both yeah. of them, they just fell from the sky yeah. right on there. So she head. became phone book man. Phone and book. She re- and she wages war against phone books. Phone every book night. woman. Phone book man. I'd just say let's give watch her a call. The movie. <laughs> okay. You won't find her number in the phone book. Turn camera. Marks. One oh two. Take one. With overlap. Action, please. Action awesome, please. <laughs> the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson if you want to get rid of someone, the man with the golden dick. gun will get it done. He'll shoot anyone with his golden gun. Dick. That's not the right tune, but it's close enough. It's pretty dang close. Other lyrics are... Um, his penis, my, penis, his eye may penis, be penis, on penis, you penis, or penis, me. Penis, Who will he bang? Symbol, phallic, we symbol, shall phallic, see. Symbol, oh phallic, yeah! Symbol, phallic, and it's like, dang, this is a lot of innuendo for uh, for the seventies. Elliot Ch- Elliot Chait would find a lot to dig into with That's this movie. True. God rest his soul. We got pretty pretty tipsy. Hashtag R.I.P. Really Elliot Chait. I think we universally all really liked these Moscow Mules. Yeah, it was a good drink. Let yeah. me just say yeah, that it was tasty. Orson Welles, I think Moscow Mules might be the reason Orson Welles uh, drank himself to death and then died of cirrhosis. I feel like this was probably his drink of choice before he became like a whale-sized drunk. Did Orson Welles die of cirrhosis? I don't the know. thing is, no. if you're a whale-sized drunk, do you have a whale-sized liver? No, that's what I want to know. I mean, nah, do you mean like a liver that's blubber. as big as? Do you mean like a liver that's as big as a whale, or a liver that's as big as a whale liver? Well, liver like proportional big as a whale to your liver. size. I'm eating oatmeal right now, so it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? No. Well, we all really he like died this of a movie. heart attack, so that's kind of death <laughs> of being like a whale. You know, like you can only be whale-sized for too long yeah, before your Orson heart well- just gives out. Okay, Orson Welles died of a heart attack. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that during this podcast, we drunk called our friend Daniel Abramson. And Hashtag I really wanted Daniel him to Abramson. come over, and he refused to because his boyfriend was dragging him to some stupid person's birthday party. I tried to get us another surprised guest because our last couple surprise guests have been really nice. And uh, he refused, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm very sad. This vodka tore us apart. It is R.I.P. great Daniel vodka. Abramson. This was excellent. Like, I'm probably going to buy a second bottle of this and another couple four packs of this ginger beer. And this is going to replace margaritas for me for a while because this was excellent. Filthy oh, heretic. Well, the man with the golden gun. It's a ridiculous um, movie. It's <laughs> like it's like a it's like Temple of Doom. But 
plus a Jodorowsky movie. Alejandro Jodorowsky is a Chilean film director, for those of you who don't know. What's weird is that, And like, Jodorowsky makes a bunch of movies involving, like, cripples midgets? and also midgets. And a midget is one of the secondary antagonists in this movie. I know midget isn't the PC term, but That's you know what? I don't give time. a fuck. Well, James Bond calls him a midget. Yeah, so James Bond calls him a midget, so I don't feel bad about calling What's him a midget. What's weird is that, like... Also, this Hispanic midget is... It's just... Is he French? He says monsieur. He says French, but he looks Hispanic. Also, it's just weirdly... It's like Temple of Doom-style racist. Yeah. It's like definitely like everyone in Asia is racist except for the ones that are loyal to British people. And then there's just one random... And then there's a random sheriff from Louisiana who's there like, Yeah, you go get those pony... Those those slant-eyed pony-head chinks. Go ahead, James Bond. Get them. That is almost that. Hey, (laughs) that is almost verbatim dialogue from this movie that we just watched. But then, what's strange is that as we were watching this movie, like I, I've seen this like once or twice before, but I've just seen so many like Roger Moore Bond movies that they all blend together. As we were watching this, Joel and Zach kept watching scenes and going, "Oh my God, there's so many Skyfall parallels," and it's like of all the. Dozens of like much better Bond movies from the Conneries to the like halfway decent Pierce Brosnan's to Live and Let Die. Like, this is the one that Sam Raimi apparently was like, okay. Sam Raimi? Sorry. Sam Mendes was like, okay. That said, I would love to see a Sam Raimi James Bond movie. I always get them confused. Um, That Sam Mendes was like, you know. You know, I always which, get the guy who made the big horror comedy confused with the guy Sam who made a bunch of bullshit art films. Didn't names. Sam Raimi do Spider-Man 2? Yeah. yeah. No, Sam Raimi did Evil Dead 2 and all and the, the Spider-Man Man's. movies. Uh, Sam Mendes did, uh, call back Beauty. to our first episode, American Beauty. Mm. Anyways. And uh, Revolutionary Road and Skyfall and Spectre. Also, Skyfall takes like maybe like 15 minutes of Skyfall have direct parallels to this movie. Yeah, but they are... That's one of my notes. So I'll go ahead and go into that right now. Do it. But, so in Skyfall, there's a big scene where James Bond meets this girl at a casino in Macau, and they get on a boat together, Mm -hmm. and she's showering, and then he gets in the shower with her, and then they they fuck. And they do it, yeah. It's implied that they do it. This movie is very similar in the sense that the first time, the first time that he meets kind of... I don't know if she is the Bond girl, but she's she definitely, is the Bond. She is the Bond. She girl. is Christopher girl. Lee's mistress, right? Which she's is she's one of the Bond. Yeah, girls. parallels Bond Javier ridiculously stupid uh, British secret agent. So she, the, there's two girls oh, in this she movie. She also gets shot by the main villain, right. just like the Bond Javier girl that Barden. James Bond hooks Ooh, up with in Skyfall. You're right, correct. And there's the whole shower scene in Skyfall where they do it, and there's the boat, and there's you know the whole sequence at the Casino in Macau. Yeah. So uh, that whole part is Skyfall. I mean, I feel like the people who made Skyfall, except, a.k.a. Mendez. Except Skyfall is infinitely better because it was shot by Roger Deakins, my best friend. That's true, but Rest I enjoy this movie so much. I will much. fucking kill you. He's still alive, but. Like, this movie is ridiculous, but I enjoy it so much. He's my best friend, he doesn't know it. So that's, like, already one yeah. of my notes. Um, do Rod- you have any thought, any Rod- notes? type of thoughts Zach before we just go into our notes Roger I want to have your children um Roger Deakins if you ever listen to this podcast um Zach met you 
he was too scared to talk to you. And then Except I was for like, the part no. where I did talk to you, and Roger. I, then I forced him to stay in line and actually talk to you. If you right. ever want a free blowjob and you oh, don't have Lord. an AC lined up, you should call Zachary Seeker. <laughs> you can contact him hey, by hey, emailing hey, us on, at whatwouldorsondrink at gmail.com and say, hey, Zach, I need an AC. If you give me a blowjob, I'll let you AC for me. Alternately, do this yes. in person. My phone number is 816-999-6434. Feel free to call me anytime, Roger. Um, Nobody else calls Zach, though, with the offers of blowjobs. Roger, you know there's something between <laughs> us. Well, Kelsey, I've got okay, notes. Okay, I have one thing to you, say. Zach, you've got notes? What do you I got? I have one note say. that I can remember in no. Drunken Stupor. <laughs> and it's, I really wish Alejandro Jodorowsky had directed this movie. It'd be interesting. It would have been really, it, it would have been even more ridiculous. Yeah. There would have been at least three times as many midgets. <laughs> and, so there would have been three um, midgets. Instead of, ha- and um, the man with the golden gun, instead of only having three nipples, would have had just nothing but, he wouldn't have limbs. He'd have all just nipples. And can we say that body. that, like, by the... So halfway through the movie, that just kind of like disappeared. The fact that he had three nipples. Well, How relevant can nipples. you really make Almost having an extra nipple? I think one of the Not first very. things we see is Christopher Lee shirtless on a beach. And you see like an insert of his chest where he has three nipples. And like it's really badly done. Like it's awful prosthetic makeup. And then later in the movie, James Bond wears a fake third nipple to pretend to be Scaramanga, Christopher Lee's character. And that fake, like, supposed to be fake in the world of the film fake nipple looks more real than the fake nipple that's supposed to be real in the world of the film. Like, it's just terrible prosthetics. It's awful. I'm also like, what's the point of him having three nipples? I think I'm it was sure just for they that needed, one scene where the Bond kind of sort of not really nipples. tricks people into thinking he's Scaramanga. It's probably yeah. a thing from but the book. Been, it could have been a scar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did it have to be three nipples? Because it's it's specific enough that like like a scar, anybody could have like a facial yeah, scar. Yeah. Three nipples. Not many people have three nipples. That's a lot of work to drum up I've a got fake five nipple. Nipples though, so I don't know what the. Yeah, but it's not three. <laughs> Well, you're right there, Kelsey. You got me. <laughs> Can I start with my notes since it's my week? <laughs> yeah, start with your notes. Okay. Um, my first note is the very first thing we see in this movie is a midget. And um, <laughs> Zach looked at the TV and went, is that uh, like a young child or is that a midget? And me having seen this before went, it's a midget. It's always a midget. And that was just the first thing I wrote down. Um, she was right. I was right. She was right. Early on in this movie, there's a uh, belly dancer who wears a uh, bullet in her belly button as like a piercing, as like a good luck charm. And so like when she dances, it's like in her belly button like jewelry. But like it's clearly not a piercing because at a certain point, James Bond like pulls it off of her with his mouth and there's like no bleeding or anything. It's just like he swallows it and there's no sharp objects. And I'm just like... And then presumably he poops it out later. Or he vomits it. Something happens. Because he gets into the car and he's like, thing. he's like, take me to the pharmacist. Like, <laughs> this is what he I, says. Yeah, he says, take me to the pharmacist. It's either for like, stuff to make so him throw up or So he either goes and gets something to make him vomit or something to make him poop Probably it out. Vomit. And I think it's a better story if he just 
poops True. it out, and then Q has to examine a bullet <laughs> that James Bond pooped out. But like, what's weird was weird for me is how is this bullet charm staying in this dancer's belly button without any kind of piercing? Like, is it just sitting in there while she's like gyrating and moving her belly in and out and dancing? Like, does she just have a super deep innie? Like, how does this work? How does this bullet staying in her belly button? I, I was just very taken by this. Um, there's a point. So the story of this movie is basically James Bond has been sent a golden bullet with his 007 number on it by what we think is an assassin thinking is going to kill him. And so he goes to track down the assassin because the assassin's connected to this like solar energy deal because it's a 70s movie and it's before they realized there was like oil in the Middle East and there was an energy crisis. And then it turns out that the bullet was actually sent by um, the, the assassin, lady. Christopher yeah. Lee's mistress. And she's like, I need you to kill him so because I can be I free. Yeah. And then Christopher Lee like catches wind of this and kills her. And then he's like, James Bond. Come with me to my island mansion because I want to see which of us has the bigger dick. And by that, I really mean which of us is the better killer. And then uh, he also has the solar chip because for some reason. And uh, then they fight. <laughs> I don't quite get the solar chip thing. I realized that they it's said the that it was that made important. made sense in the book. Yeah. They said it was important. And I was like, I guess it's important. I think it, the implication was like that was the mission Bond was on before the movie started but like that was never set up in any way because we start with christopher lee was that huh oh the cat jumped into the laundry basket oh okay cool um (laughs) i heard a loud noise and was terrified yeah um but so so they go to china when they're tracking down christopher lee and there's a point in which james bond is fighting two sumo wrestlers after breaking into a mansion and the one sumo wrestler, he just kicks in the nuts and defeats that way. And the other sumo wrestler, like, grabs him and is like, oh, he's going to, the sumo wrestler's going to win because he's, like, way bigger and, like, objectively stronger. And then James Bond, like, reaches around, grabs his butt cheeks, and the sumo wrestler's just like, you're grabbing my butt, it's whatever, like, I'm bigger oh, than you. Yeah. And oh, then he, like, grabs yeah, the sumo baby. wrestler's loincloth and starts giving him oh. a wedgie. And that's how he takes down the sumo wrestler the is he just gives him, grabs his ass and then gives him a wedgie. Straight up wedgie. And, and the sumo amazing. wrestler is so into that that he just falls over. Um, Joel, do you have any notes that go The only note that I really kind to? of have that kind of goes with that is the gun thrust note, which I mentioned oh, earlier in the movie. Yeah, do you have any early movie notes? Anytime. That's the first note that I have because it happens pretty early in the movie. Yeah, it's like the first scene anytime a movie features a character using a gun improperly joel or maybe me is gonna have a problem. we're gonna we're gonna call it out so and this is something i'm not we, around joel. guns so did joel i i, I just want to say this is something that's not joel specific to this movie like old westerns do this too like whenever they fire a pistol They'll like thrust their hand forward, kind of like they're punching, but with like the gun right before they pull. Like they'll have a shot lined up, and then right before they pull the trigger, they'll just thrust their hand forward while they're pulling the trigger. Yeah, and go like, this isn't a video podcast, but if any of you could see what I'm doing, exactly. it looks like Zach's punching the air forward. while he's firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like I'm throwing like a, a punch, and while I'm throwing the punch, I'm pulling the trigger, and that's how people in old movies think guns work. Yeah, so that happens in the movie. Um, this would fire. be professional assassin shoots several people that way. 
Yeah. The the other the other note I have, which I guess is fairly early in the movie, so Christopher Lee's character is the bad guy, and he's hired by this. Really, Christopher Lee plays yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, I know. Surprise! I would never have called. Surprise! That. He's always been the, the good guy. My God! <laughs> but he's the bad guy in the movie, and he's kind of like hired by like this Chinese guy who's also a bad guy, but then. Chris Freely's like, I don't need you anymore. I'm going to shoot you. But right before he shoots the Chinese guy, so, like, Chris Lee has, like, a golden gun, right? That's what the movie's named after. But the golden gun is actually, like, three or four different parts. Like, it's a lighter. It's, like, a pin. It's, like, all these different parts that Chris Lee carries on him. And then when Zach, he wa- you said it was a lighter, a pen, and a cigarette case, right? Yes, it's a it lighter, like. a yeah. pen, and a cigarette case. So he builds it. Whenever he wants to shoot someone, he just, like, pulls out his pen. He pulls out his lighter. He pulls out his cigarette case. And he kind of screws them all together. And voila, you've got this really ugly-looking golden gun. But it's, like, really inconspicuous because no one in the movie ever notices him build it because they just, they just think he's fidgeting with his lighter. Right. So there's a scene right before he kills this, like, Chinese boss guy, probably about halfway through the movie. He's, like, building this at his desk, and the guy isn't paying any attention. Even though, like, he knows who this villain is, and he knows that his signature kill is a golden gun, and if he were to pay any attention, he would notice that he's fidgeting with these golden materials in his hands. He just, like, goes about his business, open opens his safe, and then when he turns around... Christopher Lee has a golden gun that's in his hand, and he shoots him. And that's what I, my note says, I'm not paying attention to what you're doing with your hands. And for that, the Chinese boss is really stupid, and he should have paid attention to what he was doing. Do you have anything before the racist? Um, my only other, I have two more notes, and one of them is Fuyuk. And I really don't remember what that, oh, that was. Oh, the wine. That's the kind of like champagne that's being poured for uh, yeah. Bond and Goodnight. That's true. And Bond like looks at the label and is like, "Foo yuck!" and is like that's really true. disgusted by it. We should have drunk that. Yeah, that was exactly if what it you said exists at the time. still. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Google it, Joel. Well, oh, I will once. I don't know where my phone is. Uh, We're trying to that Google Foo yuck. You're no. texting. Oh this no, whole do time. it, dude. It's I don't wanna. Put your phone away. Hey, I no. just want to say this isn't a note, but the midget who's like Christopher Lee's bodyguard in this movie, the whole movie, I was like, that's the guy from Fantasy Island. That's one of my notes is you constantly saying a Fantasy Island. <laughs> so I've like seen one or two episodes of Fantasy Island in my life. But how many midgets were there in the 70s playing different characters? Really? How many midgets were there in the 70s? And uh, I want the statistics. How many I, midgets existed and were me. alive in the anyway, 1970s? It's the same guy. It's the, same, it's the guy from the midget from Fantasy Island. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who's like, oh, the plane, Mr. The Plane. I've never seen Fantasy Island. Well, I've only Zach, seen like two put your episodes. Phone away. Zach. Are you looking at Foo Yuck over there? Yes. Are Is you lying? Yes. Oh, come on. I'm actually really curious to know what Foo Yuck is. Okay, spell it for me. P-H-U. Hold on. Y- okay. P-H-U-Y. Y-U-C-K. Foo Yuck. Foo Yuck? I don't know how to say it. No results found. Full Wikipedia search? No entries found. Well, I thought you were Google. Just search on Google. P. H U. It was definitely that was definitely how it was spelled. I I I wrote it. Okay, down. I'm going. I'm going to Safari. 
Okay. It would be I, really funny if that was a thing they made up just for the movie. Maybe it was like a Chinese champagne really like, well, Ooh, yuck. See, most of the stills, yep, everything it seems is like James Bond. Uh, so I guess they made it up for the movie. Nope. Uh, on Vivino, Vivino.com, the and Puyuk. See, it <laughs> plays it like it's specific, like it's a specific wine, but I'm pretty sure the still they have for it is taken from Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, mm. it's probably just made up for the movie. That's really sad. I wanted that it to seems be a so real bizarre thing. though. Why would they make? It's like. Uh, I don't understand. Probably yeah. just because the actual like Chinese word for wine is yeah. something that sounds really pretty, and they wanted something that would sound gross so that Bond could be like xenophobic and be like, "Do yeah. I'm British. We only drink gin because that's our national because spirit. Because we're sad inside. <laughs> because we're all drunkards. Because we all have really sad, bitter lives. No one has taste buds on their tongues to taste how bad gin is. Which, on that note, like, that's a thing that, like, like my stepdad was born in Eng- in England, but, like, lived most of his life in Australia, so he, like, un- kind of understands both. And he's like, you know, the English, they're a very, like, sad, bitter people because they're very keenly aware that they used to rule the entire world and have colonies everywhere and have the biggest empire. And now they basically just have their little island, and they f- and they're just all like very bitter about oh, it. Oh no, poor China! No, no, no! Like, like, like the British people. Oh no, poor England! They yeah. only owned half the fucking world. But, at one but, time. but what I, what I, I think is interesting is it's America. like this person who's lived there just being like, yeah, they're really bitter. And then you see in this, it's like this all of the Bond movies are like English people going around the world and trying to like reassert their dominance. And it's like, yeah, we're really bitter. Yeah, and you can kind of see that 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 here, like in this movie, you know, it's I don't know. Yeah, because they're in India, they're in China, they're also in Hong Kong. Also, just like they lost the rest of the world with the good food and the good liquor, and now they just have like gin and like fried Biscuits. fish. Yeah, fried fish and like haggis. And crumpets. <laughs> like that's... I think haggis. Is, well, haggis is Scottish, but. Hey, you know UK, you know. Yeah, who who really knows anymore? It's like at this point. Yeah, they they what were they left with? You know, all they have now is gin. Anyway, Four sad people. I've got like one more note left. If we have any English listeners, um, I apologize for saying that you're sad. <laughs> that <laughs> said, if you, you are, drink gin, how could you not be sad? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm just go, gonna put go, that out Joel, there. Go. I've got one more note. I don't okay. know if it's before your notes or not, but. My note is I appreciate the dip. Oh, that leads into my next note, so go ahead. Is this Louisiana Sheriff? My next note is just the words Louisiana Sheriff, so. Well, so, you know, I I haven't seen the movie previous to this, but Kelsey informed me that this sheriff is a character in the movie previous to this. So, here, I'll I'll introduce what he is in Live and Let Die. Okay, go for it. So, in Live and Let Die, a good part of the movie takes place in... Louis in New Orleans. So, th- so Live and Let Die takes place in Harlem, Louis, New Orleans, and Jamaica. And in the New Orleans parts, they do like a speedboat chase through the swamp and through the bayou. And there's this Louisiana sheriff that's like pulling a black guy over, and then like James Bond like launches over him in his speedboat. And he's basically just there as comedic relief for like one scene. 
And apparently they decided they're going to keep this just racist Louisiana sheriff and make him be on like a vacation to China. For some reason. So that he could appear in the next Bond movie and just be there to be racist. Zach and, and I wondered if he was played dip. by Slim Pickens. He's not, but he I is played he by is. Slim Pickens' second cousin. I think he's, I think he's really <laughs> probably. Slim. Joel, do you want to talk about what the Louisiana well, sheriff Well, the guy's does? got dip in his mouth the whole time, and I just want to say I appreciate that. Like, I feel like I watch a lot of movies with someone from the South, and they never have dip in their mouth. And I just want to say, as someone who's from Texas and who's been to Louisiana and Georgia and Mississippi and all those other states, like, you can't you can't throw a freaking softball in the state without hitting someone in the mouth that has dip in their mouth. Zach, tell the story of the first time we met Joel's cousin. Oh, yeah. My cousin Mark. Uh, me, Kelsey, and Joel all made a movie together called Radio Desk. Great film. Me and Joel yeah. wrote it. Kelsey produced and edited it. Joel directed it. I was the uh, director of photography. And we were down in Joel's hometown of Franklin, Texas on a location scout. As we're just walking along the street in downtown Franklin. Downtown Franklin's like a town square. Um, we True. hear uh, a honk <laughs> of a truck horn. And we see, we look over, and Joel's like, "Oh, that's my cousin." <laughs> it and was. then uh, Joel's cousin parks his truck and comes over to talk to Joel. And Joel's co- let me describe what Joel's cousin looks like. He has what on it looks like. he has on boots, blue jeans, a pearl snap button down shirt, and as he's talking to Joel, he gets out this big jaw full of chewing tobacco. He's just standing there talking to us, and he's talking about, oh, well, we're going to go out to the Mexican restaurant, and, and the, at one the point next he county said, over, yeah, just not driving, we're going to have some yeah, margaritas. You yeah. want to come along with me? And yeah, our our, our cousin Skeeter just got this new uh, craft beer. It's called Naked Nun. <laughs> the Naked Nun. <laughs> right. He did. He did talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I've had Naked Nun. That's the reason I remember that Is beer. it good? No. Oh. But he was like the most like stereotypical He's the most Texan. stereotypical uh, I've ever met Middle East Texas um, person I've ever met, and it surprises me that Joel uh, is so well spoken. Joel's actually from Fort Worth, <laughs> kind of. So, like Mark, before I had a car, Mark used to pick me up for to go back if we had like because we have a big Thanksgiving extravaganza for my family mm-hmm. and so one time mark came to austin to pick me up and i was like dude if you're gonna pick me up like i want to buy you lunch like i want to buy you you know because you drove down here and he's like oh you don't have to do that i was like no like i want to do that i'm gonna take you there's a bunch of taco places in austin they're really good i'm gonna take you to get tacos i don't want to go somewhere with all these liberal queers hanging around well he didn't say that he's a very nice guy he's very gracious so i was though. like but i know he... this place is really close tyson's tacos we're gonna go there it's oh, great God. tacos one of my favorite taco places in austin and so we go there. It's kind of in the morning. So we get some breakfast tacos. And we're both, you know, we both like coffee. We both like coffee black. And they've got, at this point, Tyson's Tacos changes their menu like every couple weeks. But at this point, they had on their menu something called cowboy coffee, which for all I know, is just normal coffee. But me and Mark are looking at this, and we're like, cowboy coffee? What's that? And so I'm like, oh, I'll ask him. We'll see what it is. So I asked the guy. I was like, hey, what's cowboy coffee? And he's like, well, it's basically like French press coffee, but like, you know, cowboys would make it on the range. They boil water and they pour it over some coffee grinds and, you know, you get your coffee. And he looks at Mark and Mark is wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> he's wearing a button down shirt and blue jeans and he's wearing cowboy boots and he's wearing spurs. 
And I don't know why he's wearing spurs, but he, you know, he's wearing them. And he's driving a truck. He's not driving. He's not riding a horse, but he's wearing spurs. So he looks Mark up and down, and he goes, I think you'd like it. You should get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got cowboy coffee at Tyson's Tacos. That's my story about Mark. <laughs> That's a good story. God bless him. Yeah. That's all my notes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, this Louisiana sheriff's just kind of there to chew dip and be racist and and assert uh, continually that he's a member of the Louisiana said, police force. Doesn't that describe what we're all doing on this planet? <laughs> oh, no, I'm deep, not chewing bro. dip. Whoa, deep. Let's Kelsey is being racist, though. No, I'm not. Um, my next note, my next couple are just quotes, both from Joel. Um, oh, no, this is not good. Is Joel said at one point, you know, the climax of every Bond movie is a climax, if you know what I'm saying. So true, though. That's, that's pretty true. Even if Bond doesn't get laid legit, he'll rape somebody by the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. That's really dark. But also, like, also I can't disagree true. with it. That's true. Yeah, this movie is one of the rapier Bond movies I've seen. I feel like they're usually not like that Like when rapey. he pops into the hotel room of that one chick and she's showering and he's like, oh, he just like watches her for a while. Yeah, and then like he like, like kind of assaults her and, and it, it's just really creepy. Yeah. And I was like, dang, Bond movies, even at their most Bondy, are usually aren't this rapey. Also, that didn't make any sense because she sent for him technically right yeah, and then she was all like I, why are you here yeah i yeah, feel I like get it. he was just being unnecessarily harsh with her and yeah i feel like like she probably would have been more forthcoming had he not started by being really rapey right like she had a gun she's like get out of my apartment but then it's like she's the one who sent a bullet with like his 007 on it. Yeah, but, like, if some random... So, Joel, if some random dude, like, came up to you while you were naked in the shower, true. I feel like... Maybe she has, She probably doesn't know what he looks like, right? Well, and yeah. I feel like even if you'd sent for a dude to come, like, hire someone, if he showed up outside your shower while you were naked... It'd be pretty weird. I feel like you would weird. still be like, get the fuck out. Oh, definitely. And then later, the next time you'd saw them, you'd be like, okay... I fucking hate you, but I'm still going to hire you to do this service because I need you to do the service that I'm hiring you for. Right. But in that moment, I completely understand her first reaction being like, get the fuck out of here. Sure. 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 Um, so yeah, that was a thing. And then my, my other note, I have two more. Um, it's another quote from Joel. Oh, great. The Louisiana sheriff kept calling bond boy. Like you'd be like, pull over there, boy. And, um, like it's fucking driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. And uh, Joel said, you know, if you're British, you're practically black. As far as them goddamn Americans are concerned. Yeah. yeah. And then my last uh, my last note is just midget and suitcase. If, Zach, you would like to explain that. Oh, <laughs> oh at the end right. of the movie. Uh, That's at right. the very end of this movie, after the main villain, or who I thought was the main villain, had been dealt with, uh, the midget pops down from a suit from like the ceiling he pulls like a ceiling tile back and goes like oh now i have a chance to kill james bond and this is while james bond and the girl are yeah, doing this it. is while james yeah. bond Starting and good night like british but like british european secretary is about to finally fuck james bond 
uh, the midget comes down and tries to kill James Bond, and then James Bond apparently shoves him in his suitcase. <laughs> and then I thought he just threw him overboard of I the boat they were on, yeah, where he too. would uh, drown a slow, terrifying death. Apparently... James Bond built a wicker cage <laughs> on the mast of the ship and put the midget in the wicker cage and it's just like this is fucking weird. It's like it's like the wicker man, you know? It's the like midget's the just man. going up there going, I hope there aren't bees. It's like the wicker halfling though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the wicker hobbit. <laughs> just hey, I'm just glad that this guy had a career outside of Fantasy Island. You know what I'm saying? That's true. He had like two two franchises. Overall, this movie plot didn't make a ton of sense. No, was pretty enjoyable. It I was enjoyed a fun it. time. Uh, there was a guy and he had a golden gun. He shot some people. And there was a man with a golden. He's gun. He's a man, man with a golden gun. I feel like this movie and Vampire Academy are like the level of quality of movies we should be watching for this podcast. And like uh, retreat, like retreat through this movie is like the correct level of quality like, for this it's podcast. It's not too well. I would say it's not too good. It's not too bad, but I don't know how much worse you can get from Vampire, Vampire Academy. Academy yeah. Well, but like Vampire Academy was enjoyably bad. Like it's competently made. Yeah, it's just terribly written. Yeah, like inactive. I don't think I enjoyed <laughs> for the ret- most part. I think Retreat was probably objectively a better movie than both this and Vampire Academy. Retreat was a little bit too dark. Well, but I also didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I enjoyed this movie I, or Vampire I Academy because I enjoyed the fuck out of the, out of Vampire Academy and I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. Okay, so like Man with the Golden Gun needs to be our top shelf and Vampire Academy needs to be our bottom shelf. Well, the shelf. thing is though yeah. about Retreat is like I picked it and I was like none of us has seen this. I haven't seen it, but I yeah. really want to see it. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I enjoyed seeing a movie that like I had kind of always wanted to see but I hadn't seen. And I didn't know how good it was going to hey. be. Well, and it could have been a mirror mask thing where we all like because i feel like with retreat like in the first act it was so clear that it wasn't that it was a bad script that we all were just kind of like Ugh, yeah. let's just yeah. ma- get to the end and it and never then it really took redeemed forever itself. to get to the end it wasn't like a mirror mask thing where it started and we were like man we all see the potential and we all really want this to be good you I know agree. whereas with retreat it was like it was just kind of bleh you know, like there wasn't, it wasn't hilariously mediocre and it also didn't have the potential to be amazing. It was just meh. I will say in the like 10 or how many episodes have we done? Seven or eight? This is nine. So almost 10 episodes that we've done this podcast, we've all fairly agreed, like fairly well agreed with like the movies, but I don't think there's been one that one of us is like, this movie is great. And everyone else has been like, it sucks. You know what I mean? I feel like we've all kind of been on the same page for the most part i mean i think i like batman the movie significantly more than either of you guys. well yeah, yeah but like i get that i understand why yeah. like it's not because you think that it's like an amazing screenplay you just think it's really funny and i think that i understand that yeah it's just, i get that yeah it's like it's not trying to be anything it isn't it's it like isn't. it's there to be campy and silly and fun and i love it for being campy and silly and fun yeah no, i totally get that i understand that I I can relate to that. Yeah. Um. Next month, this is we're recording this around the end of October, and next month is going to be October, and for October we are or, going to be doing all horror movies. 
or Halloween movies. Horror I'm movies. down. Let's do it. Horror I might movies. do some that aren't horror, but are more just Which Halloween-y. is fucking bullshit. Is Coraline? We've all seen Coraline, though. Huh? I have not seen Coraline. He hasn't. Oh. We could watch no. Coraline. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, we need to do, like, mediocre to bad horror movies. I'm going to do, like... Oh, okay. I, I might... want to see... Wait, can I do Paranorman? Because I've always wanted yes. to see it, and I haven't yes, seen it. Yes, that's a perfect movie, because it's very Halloween-y. But I want to see no, it, No, we need to do mediocre to bad movies. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I do think Halloween is its own category. Like, I was going to show you guys, like, the Adams Family sequel. I want to watch Ooh, Leprechaun would, would in watch the that. Hood. We can. can oh, wait. A- can it, we please watch one of the Leprechaun movies? Guys, yeah, it you can pick be... Leprechaun in the Hood, and we'll drink okay, like green beer. So, so, so just a Hennessy. Hennessy, let's go. No, so just... hey, no, you have to save Hennessy for Chirac. Yeah. Oh, so, so just a thing for our listeners, we're building a buffer. So, like, there's going to be a couple episodes before we actually we're get into October. We're front loading a little bit. Um, so like we recorded this the day after Vampire Academy. We're recording two next week. Before We're recording September this on ends. September the twenty fourth. We're gonna be woken up before September ends, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> me. um when September. We'll this. We'll check back with you on the actual theme. Um, we might. It have will be some horror that movies. technically air in October that aren't horror the October theme, but it's because we're building ourselves a buffer. Hey. We have to watch Frank and Hooker. I mean, okay. we could, there is we a watch movie Charlie called Brown's Frank and Hooker. Actually, in we could air these out of order, and Vampire Academy could air in October. Honestly, that's mm. true. I don't want to do that though. Let's not do that. Okay. Um, I think Vampire Academy is a really good. Episode. We've just been talking logistics for a while. <laughs> I would say I do think this is one of the first things we've drank that is something because because I I'm not a vodka fan. The only reason I bought vodka was to make these Moscow mules. And even then, I usually don't make mules with vodka. I make them with tequila. So I think this is the first thing Which that makes I went Mexican into not knowing if I was mules. going to like and really legitimately enjoyed. I'll say, too, I put, for the last two Moscow mules I had, I put a little bit of simple syrup in it. Same. Just a tiny, tiny bit, and it, it's the sweetener, like, really. Yeah. I put a little this bit of my This is one of the first things that we drink. all unanimously liked. Because I feel like it was this and the tequila. Right. And maybe the wine. You it, can't not like margaritas. Or Don Julio. I mean, and Scott if you Hulu. can yeah. dislike margaritas, you can get the fuck out of this but, like, house This is one right of the few now. liquors that we like universally enjoyed. So that's Yo, good. I, I think Orson would, it. Oh, Orson would drink it. Oh, Orson would drink the fuck yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, and this was a really enjoyable movie. So uh, with yeah. that nice little wrap up. Joel, this podcast was your idea. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we head off into the hey, night? No, no, no. I've before got, Daniel I've, Abramson comes over no. to our house. Hey, I've, I've got this, okay? Okay? I got Zach, this. you want to say it? You want to end it? Good night, America. Except for you, Daniel Abramson. Because <laughs> you're not coming Fuck over you. tonight. I Screw you, you say, and except friend's for you, birthday. Louisiana. Fuck you. You racist state. Fuck you, Daniel, you <laughs> dirty Zenyatta player. Zenyatta? What's a Zenyatta? He plays Overwatch and his main is Zenyatta. Oh, okay. And fuck you. I didn't know that. You dirty ah. fuck. Cool. <laughs> Play a real character, why don't you? I was going to say, thank you, America, except for Louisiana. Daniel Abrams. almost ruined this no, movie for all no, of us. Joel, no, don't listen to Joel's bullshit. Good night, America, including Louisiana, except Daniel Abramson. Good night, cut. One, two, take two.
Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson.